answer. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of I'm a Pole Dancer. I am your host, Sari the Scary Fairy. This is a pole podcast by pole dancers for pole dancers and the curious. Today, I have the amazing Dracula Laura Mayhem on the show. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Hi. Why don't you tell everybody who you are? I'm like super stoked about this because you're like, pull goals for me <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah my name is yeah dracula mayhem um or i guess my name is actually laura may uh <laughs> <laughs> i am a uh pole dancer i um i guess my background is uh mixed martial arts i live in vancouver canada um i travel back and forth from there to halifax nova scotia where I train out of uh, many different studios. Uh, I'm also a circus performer. Um, I do aerial silks, aerial hoops, spinning, static trapeze, a little bit of flying trapeze. Uh, so I also teach at a bunch of different circus facilities at um, in both uh, British Columbia and Nova Scotia. I think you're leaving out the most important part here. Uh, oh, <laughs> that I uh, won first place in level five championship competition PSO Northwest last year, as well as first place in championship level five of the POSA in uh, Fredericton, yeah. New Brunswick. Yes, the fact that you're a freaking pole champion. What? <laughs> of the woman's division, like. I, I'm always, I was speechless when I saw your routine and it's so inspiring. Like literally when I watched your routine, I was just like jaw dropped the whole time and was like, I really want that. Um, but we are here together because we're going to talk about injuries, injuries in pole. And yeah. <laughs> I think your story is like crazy inspiring about injuries. And it's funny because we both, we both have one injury in common that <laughs> kind of connected us, um, unfortunately, on a day. We'll get to that later. It's quite a funny story, even though the injury itself is not funny. So where do you even want to start with this? Like, if you're going to pole dance, shit happens. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I have some mottos that I live by that I don't recommend anyone else lives by them. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the mottos is if you ain't crying you ain't trying mm. um not a good motto would not recommend that to people uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> my other motto is hold fast and stay strong um which i guess it's just a good keynote to <laughs> words of wisdom yeah 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 exactly as you know pole uh, especially the type of pole that i do which is a lot of um acrobatics uh which you know coincides with my um martial arts background and uh circus arts um that uh yeah there's there's just risks involved there's always risks involved <laughs> and uh it's always so funny though when yeah like when people i don't know don't expect that's gonna hurt it's always gonna hurt Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember back in the early pole days, you just, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to look so good doing this. And then you're like, my skin, it hurts. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bruises, bumps, breaks, it's going to happen. 
Okay, but bruises, bumps, and breaks are only the beginning of pole injuries. So, I don't know, do you want to dive into the extensive pole injury list that you have? A little bit about your story? Ah, uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> Which one do we start on? The smallest to the biggest, or the biggest to the smallest, really. Or chronologically? <laughs> chronologically, we can do that. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, the the biggest one, I mean, like, I fall and smash my head into the ground all the time. Constantly. I'm in a constant state of smashing my skull into the ground. Uh, <laughs> How many concussions have you had at this point? I think you told me once. Oh, oh. Uh, if I told you, then I, I would literally have to sit down and count them, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I guess it, it depends, too, because I also get a lot of concussions um, outside of pole training and circus training, just in my normal daily life making dumb decisions. Um, <laughs> uh, Quote-unquote extreme sports as well. Uh, so... Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, I think the biggest concussion that I've had was actually from snowboarding. So that's... <laughs> okay, let's start with those pole injuries. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, here, let's actually work backwards. Oh. I guess the most recent pole injury was in February when I smashed my face in the ground and split my eyebrow open. Oh, well, I thought your more recent one was when you broke your hand doing a fongee a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is the most recent one, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that been? How's your hand doing? Um, it's, I mean, it has better mobility, but um, it still can't support any weight, so that's a little frustrating. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, so a lot of elbow pull. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now I've just been trying to give it a break uh, for a while. So, um, unfortunately, but it's good though. I've been. I'm just at my parents' house, and they've been helping distract me from uh, wanting to do stupid things good. with my hands. Good. Yeah, I know at the studio, <laughs> I'm always like, "Don't use your hands." <laughs> yeah, but all I do, all I want to do is use my hands. Don't use your hands. Uh, okay, so you, yeah. So you broke your hand yeah. doing a fonji, which for those who don't know is a basically a no-handed flip you you rotate your torso and you re-catch yourself on the pole i, I was doing the flip and uh what did i do i uh, i actually thought i had sprained my thumb i landed um because yeah you land yeah you catch yourself on the pole uh with your bottom hand taking most of the weight uh and then your body essentially lands on that arm uh but my hand landed slightly crooked on it and uh, so all my body weight landed on my hand in a crooked position on the pole. I thought I'd sprain my thumb and um, ended up having to get it x-rayed. And uh, we thought it was like a broken metacarpal of my hand. But I guess it was actually, it's actually technically just like some strained tendons and ligaments that have now been pulling muscles in the wrong positions. So um, no. yeah, I'm going physio for that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So have that wrist brace on. Yeah, I forgot that. That is the most recent one. You're right. Yeah. No, I mean, we're here to talk about all the injuries, so let's let's uh, get to that other one. Eyebrows split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In February, I was getting ready for a competition, uh, the, the PSO, 
uh, after dark competition. What was I doing? Oh, I uh, was doing the classic thing where you're like, oh, I, I mean, I guess I could go home or I could do one more attempt uh, at this routine. Yes. Uh, the classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, again, it was just a matter of just put my hand in the wrong place at the wrong time or forgot to put my hand in the place at the wrong time. And I felt really bad because uh, there was this girl at the studio and she was just about to head home. And I literally flagged her down and was like, hey, hey, before you head out, can I just can I just show you my routine? Can I just get you to sit here and watch my routine? Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I know it. And I don't even know who she was. I have never met her before in my life. Oh, no. And, I know, and so she sat down, and I was like, I'll just do it real quick, and like, set up my <laughs> camera, hit record, so I have this on video. Um, yes! <laughs> and and flip is like midway through the routine, and it's, it's, and it's the simplest flip, like, so basic, and I don't know, I put my hand in the wrong place, or something, and instead of like flipping and landing on my feet, I flipped and landed entirely on my eyebrow um, on the ground, full body weight, completely upside down. Uh, And in the video, you can see she like jumps up to go and help me. And I just stand up and I keep doing the routine. I was like, ha ha ha, like, oh, it's fine. And I kept doing it. The last pass was on the spin pole. So I'm spinning around. I land on the ground. I stand up and she's looking at me and I look at her and I look down and there was blood all over the ground. (laughs) And I, (laughs) and I walked over to my camera and I stopped it from recording and I looked over at her and I was like, there is a first aid kit behind the front desk. Can you please meet me in the washroom? And <laughs> uh, walked over to the washroom and noticed that because I had been spinning upside down, the blood had poured upwards and downwards and sideways. Oh, no. and my whole eyebrow was over top of my eyeball. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had to bust there that day. <laughs> Oh my god, just a recipe for a disaster. And then, so I took a piece of hockey tape and I taped my eyebrow back on and then I sat on the butt. Oh my god. That's uh, kind yeah. of hilariously awful all at the same time. I hope that that poor girl isn't suffering like PTSD from that night. Being oh like, my god. <laughs> No, I didn't. She is. I can't even like apologize to her. Oh. I have no idea who she is. Well, if you're listening and you helped uh, Laura on that fateful <laughs> night, she's very sorry. eyebrows falling off like I think you need stitches <laughs> she was like crazy like you need to go to the hospital immediately oh my god yeah, that's man. that's so funny okay so we've got broken wrist <laughs> eyebrow falling off face yeah, yeah what's the next part. one I'm kind of nervous to know now <laughs> but yeah I don't think I had told you that one before actually or did I um oh. a little bit while I was concussed uh, yeah that'll do it oh yeah so um, 
We can get into that story in a hot sec because Laura is very much involved in my concussion story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why don't we hop on that? Yeah, actually, face. yeah, smashing your face and uh, helping people out that you don't know very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this was, oh gosh, this was only about two and a half months ago at the time we recorded yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The studio had just reopened because COVID shut everything down. And I was an idiot, and I was trying to do a trick, like, six feet up the pole, like a transition that I had never done before. And I realized, six feet up the pole, this isn't going to work. And I sat up to try and re-grab. I missed, and I fell on the side of my head. But like you, I had recording of it, <laughs> so <laughs> we could all see what was going on. And I remember everything. I fell on the side of my head. I rolled. I screamed. Like I think everyone in the pole room just stopped and just like looked at me. Um, you came over. A couple of other people came over, and then I um, remember someone was like oh my god, that looks really bad. And then I started oh freaking out. And then you guys were like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> y'all carried me to the sofa in the in the lobby area, gave me like an ice pack, and then you started telling me about all the concussions you've ever had. <laughs> and you're like, it's gonna be okay, you're totally fine. And it was like a bonding moment, because I'm like, here I am. Because like... I had, like, the biggest woman crush on you for the longest time because you were, like, my <laughs> pole hero. And then I was just, like, happy that, like, we were just starting to become friends. And then, oh, my God, now she's helping me. This is embarrassing. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, yeah, then everyone's like, how are you doing? And then we called my roommate, who then took me in a taxi. No, taxi, yeah, a taxi to the hospital. And I walk in with this ice pack on my head. And I'm like, have a concussion I need to see the doctor and they were so nice and they were so funny and I kept offering to show the video to the uh ER staff and they were like no we don't need to see it and I was like rude um but thanks don't you want to know what happened to me like don't you want to see but uh thankfully I came away with a very minor concussion from that I'm totally fine right now um I temporarily forgot the map of Vancouver while I was in the car (laughs) And then I had, like, nighttime dyslexia for a little while when I got tired. Where, like, if I was tired and I was walking around, like, a Z would look like an N. And I'd be like, what? So that doesn't happen anymore. Um, Just because I'm good. I'm I'm good now. Um, But, yeah, I just remember it was just, it was a very funny situation. Oh, and the funniest part about this whole thing with that concussion was... A month and a half after the concussion, I took a first aid course for, uh, because as an instructor, you have to have first aid certification. Uh So I go and we do a whole section on concussions. And Uh one of the people that was there helping me or helping you help me and all that jazz looked at me after we did the segment on concussions and yelled across the room, well, we did that completely wrong. And it was like, it was so funny but yeah yeah long story just it was because you know I got carried to a sofa I stood up 
uh, called my roommate. So like, when really, I should have been kept still and called 911. And that's it. It's just, oh yeah. And then I had some essential oils put on my forehead too. That was fun. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really comical just how it went down. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. lesson learned. Don't be an idiot when you're trying new pole moves that you're not familiar yeah. with. Uh, always use a crash mat and <laughs> don't try it six feet up the pole and have a spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, back to you. Other pole injuries, because I only have a handful more pole injuries. <laughs> Concussions, yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Done that a number of times. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we can get into uh, the the big, the big one, the big boy. Oh, what's the big boy? My hand. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's talk about your hand, because that Come also on. is part of that. That because I remember you saying something about your hand, and it really ties into like this crazy inspirational story about you winning. PSO um, championship. I remember reading that somewhere, so story time. Yeah, let's see. Okay, let's travel back in time to 2016 is when the initial injury happened. Okay. So it was not long after I had just recovered from a very severe concussion uh, that I got while snowboarding. As one Uh, does. (laughs) Yes, yes. I tore my face apart and it was all really bad. Um, Mm. Which was only months after I recovered from a different concussion and I got falling off the pole again, doing a stupid thing. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it was a great year all around. And um, I was, uh, where was I? I was training in Montreal um, at uh, Art Court, which is um, part of the ENC, the École Nationale de Cirque, um, Cirque School. Mm-hmm. And... I was training there. No, this was actually Chinese pole, but pole pole. Yeah, you know. it's all pole. Pole stuff. And so I was training there, and the guy that was uh, instructing me, he was like, oh, well, like, since you do pole, like, we'll do work on, like, more advanced stuff. And I was like, yeah, right on, let's do it. Um, and realistically, the stuff we were working on, it wasn't, well, it wasn't really advanced, and it wasn't really exciting. I mean, it was really exciting, and it was really advanced. Uh, trust me, it was a really cool thing that I was working on when I hurt myself. Um, <laughs> it's always cool things it, that we're working on when we hurt ourselves. Always. Yes, totally. It was uh, it was under no circumstance a very basic move that I've done a million times. Under <laughs> no circumstance. <laughs> um, so it was like a trick where you... So because it's Chinese pole, it's, like, a little bit different. Instead of, like, you know, climbing the pole, you, like, run up the pole because mm. it's rubber-coated and you have shoes on and, you know, it's a bit different. So the trick was you run up the pole uh, and you do this, like, I guess kind of like a witch sit, so kind of like a half-sided seat sit, um, and you flip backwards and, <laughs> you know, it's a basic flip move like this. You flip backwards, and in the process of going backwards, you take your hands, push off of the pole, and it it helps your flip land further away from the pole. So then you land on the ground, on your feet on the ground. Mm. Um, Basic, you know. (laughs) I mean, that sounds not basic to me, but okay. (laughs) Easy peasy. Uh, And so I had been doing it a bunch of times, and then uh, he was like, okay. 
were just about out of time, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it one more time. Ah, a classic. The, this so, seems to be a theme uh, in your life. <laughs> I know, I know, I got to really reassess a lot of things. So, I run up the pole, do the sit, do the flip, push off the pole, land on the ground, and I was going to, like, end it off in, like, a little combo, so I went to climb back up again when I reached with my left hand, and then I reached with my right hand, and I looked at it, and I realized that my middle finger was facing the wrong direction. Oh! Uh, yeah, let's say it was at a 90-degree angle backwards. Um, Yikes. At the middle joint of my middle finger. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I guess I dislocated my finger. And I went up to the instructor guy, and I just held my hand out at him, and I was like, hey, can you put this back in a place for me? <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> you have to go to the hospital. And... I was like, mm, I don't have time for this. So I went up to this other guy, and I was like, hey, can you put this back in a place for me? And he was like, no, you, you really have to go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, but I was in Montreal, and uh, so I go to the hospital, and um, nobody there spoke any English, and I don't speak any French, and it was all this big, huge hassle, and I don't know. I mean, it was hospital stuff. They wouldn't accept my health card. It was all pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and so they, they thought it was a dislocation, and uh, I was there with my friend, actually, and we were in the waiting room for so long. I just looked at him, and I was like, I was like, man, can you just snap this back into place? Like, I don't want it out of place anymore. Mm-hmm. And we literally took out his phone and started looking at YouTube videos on how to relocate a finger. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and he watched, like, a couple videos, and I remember he looked at me, and he's like, he's like, okay, I think I understand how to do this. Like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, man. And I held my hand out to him, and right before he took my hand, he, uh, they open up the door and they're like, uh, the doctor's ready to see you. Oh my god. <laughs> so I go into the hospital, uh, I go into the doctor's room, and he looks at my finger, and again, uh, he didn't really speak English, and I didn't really speak French, just kidding, I don't speak French at all. <laughs> uh, and he, he was trying to say something, I assume, and I didn't know what he was saying, so maybe there is a major miscommunication, so... He never froze my hand or my finger or anything and just decided he would just snap it back into place. Um, like right there. You wanted all along. <laughs> yeah. And so he and so he just takes my hand and just tries to snap the finger back into place and I scream at the top of my lungs and then we look at it and the finger just snaps back once again. <gasps> and he kinda like looked at it and was like, Oh, and then tried to snap it back into place. And again, as soon as he lets go, the finger snaps backwards. And every time he does it and the finger does it itself, I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs in so much pain. Oh. And uh, and so he didn't know why it wasn't staying in place anymore. Um, so they decided that I have to go for surgery. So they were going to tape it to a splint, but they wanted to tape it to a splint in a straight position. So they snap it back again. This, like, I don't know, intern tapes it to a splint thing and I guess tapes it incorrectly. Oh. So they have to undo the tape, and as soon as they do that, it snaps backwards again. So they have to snap it again and tape it properly and all oh, this nonsense. Um, and they were like, hey, you need to go for surgery, but I didn't want to go for the surgery in Montreal. And I, yeah. I was living in Halifax at the time. Yeah, so I got in my car and I drove back to Halifax, uh, which the car was a standard car, and this was my right hand that was injured. 
So I drove back to Halifax, shifting gears with my left hand no. and steering with my left hand. <laughs> and, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I got back to Halifax. I drove the whole night. I This is about the, – the session ended at noon, so it was noon that I that – I, caused that the injury happened yeah um and then uh the hospital wasn't that far uh the wait time was a bit but uh yeah right afterwards I just packed up all my stuff and was like no I'm going back to Halifax and I drove I think it's about like a 16 hour drive maybe from Montreal to Halifax Mm. um and so I just drove it straight I got to my friend's house at like maybe 6 a.m I think and I picked her up and she came to the hospital with me and we went there, and this doctor, I kind of told her what happened, and she was like, okay, um, I don't know if they did the x-ray right then, but I, I do remember she said, I'm going to try and snap your finger back into place once, and if I can't get it back into place, you're going for surgery. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but luckily, she froze my fan. She froze the whole thing, which Good. is during this, thank God. But I didn't feel it. Uh, but I do remember. She was so cute. She was this tiny little girl. And... Um, she takes my hand and she faces away from me and I just see her going gung-ho <laughs> on my hand. And I remember just looking at my friend and I was like, oh my God, what's happening right now? And she's, she's giving her and giving her and you can see like she's putting her whole body weight into it, just trying to snap my finger back into place and I can't feel anything and I don't know what's happening there. I think my friend took a peek and then kind of decided to not take a peek anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she was like, okay, uh, yeah, you do have to go for surgery. Um, and the surgery was scheduled for 4 a.m. the next day. Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they did an x-ray. So I have this awesome x-ray of my hand and, uh, middle fingers at a full right angle um and my mom has this joke uh that uh looking at the x-ray that i could flip people off and call them a loser at the same time (laughs) nice (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and so they went inside they opened up my finger and they went inside and they looked around and um so it turns out that what happened was it wasn't a dislocation which is why it kept snapping out of place um it was actually a forward fold so if you picture the finger bending forward as it does mm-hmm. but then from there it did a 180 rotation oh and yeah so it wasn't just like the finger snapped backwards it actually went forwards and then did a full circle that's that's like mind fuckery right there yeah wow. so yeah which so the so then when I kind of broke it down, because I was like, how did this injury even happen? Because I didn't feel it. That was probably the scariest part, was that I didn't feel the injury happen. Yeah, um, especially, like, since it, you're describing it, and it was painful every single time they kept trying to snap it back. Um, yeah. And, like, you didn't feel the initial injury. That's crazy. Yeah. I just know, like, when when I was in the waiting room, you know, when I was looking at my hand, I remember kind of being like, well, this doesn't look good. And like, mm, this is probably going to really suck. Mm-hmm. Did I know how much it was going to suck? <laughs> yeah, so it, it did the forward fold 180 dislocation. The reason why they couldn't get the finger to stay in place was because I had also snapped the ligaments and tendons oh. during the rotation. Yeah. So they, when they went inside, they 
cut in through the, I guess they just went in through the back that time. So they went in through the entire back of my finger, opened it up, um, assessed the joint, had to kind of reset things, they had to find the tendons and ligaments and um, pull them back up. And they put pins through it. I called it my Frankenstein finger because it had these pins sticking out of the side ah. of it. Uh, and, um, and then they put uh, a cast on it and then they told me, you know, to, to keep it elevated and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they also said that they had actually never seen an injury like that before. No way. Uh, <laughs> so they, they were like super excited to do a write up about it. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, like, sure, dude. Uh, but fun fact. They couldn't put me under for the surgery because I've had too many concussions. So. <gasps> I remember you mentioning that at one point while I was concussed that you cannot be put under for surgery. And is it because you've been so concussed that they're not sure if you'll wake up? Yes. So what was that like? How did you even have the surgery? Were you just awake for the whole thing and they just numbed the crap out of your hand? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll touch, I'll touch base on that in a moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now I had my hand in this cast. I had to keep the hand in the cast for a while. Then eventually, uh, after like two weeks, I think they took the cast off and they took the pins out. I think, or maybe they just took the stitches out, and then they uh, put the cast back on or a new cast on, and I had to keep it like that for, I guess they just took the stitches out, so I had to keep it in a cast for another couple of weeks. Um, and then they took the cast off again and took the pin out, <laughs> but I have such bad arthritis in my hands that all of my fingers had, like, curls and weird, nasty, weird little crinkled hooks, and the <laughs> doctor actually, like, thought I had broken all of my fingers. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just the middle one, I just had really bad arthritis, so... Um, and so I started going to physio right after that. Um, but, uh, I never passed my physio cause the finger had entirely scar tissued over. Um, wow. and the whole joint was just complete scar tissue. The whole thing, the joint had completely fused. Um, the tendons and ligaments had fused, everything had fused. And, um, I had a mallet finger. So the tip of my finger could no longer hold itself up anymore, like, because the tendons and ligaments had snapped, the tip of the finger just points itself downwards, um, and there's nothing I can do about it, mm -hmm. uh, so it's, uh, disgusting, um, and so I went to physio for so long, for so long, and they made me all these hand rigs and hand contraptions, and I had to wear all these hand contraptions, and, uh, I couldn't use my finger at all, I couldn't use my hand at all, because, um, because the finger was just stuck straight out, like, um, like a wooden plank. Oh, um, wow. And it hurt so much. Oh, my Every God. single thing, like breathing on it, hurt it, looking at it, hurt it. And I'm trying to do physio, and I'm trying to bend it over objects. We're trying to break the scar tissue down. They're taking these, like, metal hooks and trying to hook away the scar tissue and, and nothing. I'm having all these consultations with um, surgeons and uh, – they're trying to figure out what's happening and they can't figure it out. So then they decide they're going to go in and do another surgery uh, to remove the scar tissue. Oh, wow. So now I'm going in for another surgery. And yeah, this is the, these are the cool surgeries because these surgeries, the, the first surgery, because they can put me under, they put like a, um, a sheet up between my head and my hand. And oh. I can see what's going on. 
yeah, so I just got to like kind of sit there and, and I think for the first surgery, I think I just kept talking too much that they then put a towel over my face no. like, in that like I would forget where I was or something. Oh my god. <laughs> but the other surgeries I just got to watch, which was like real cool. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and they, it, uh, for the surgeries too, because they were working on my hand, they could, yeah, they told me that they could either do, uh, the local anesthetic where they just freeze, um, the hand and the finger, or they could do a nerve block and they freeze my whole arm. Oh. But, um, yeah, I did a bunch of research into the nerve block and it had, um, too many potential side effects and given my luck, I didn't want to risk that. Fair, uh. fair, fair. <laughs> Wow. And, uh, yeah, and so I got to watch them cut into my hand, and and I got to like watch them scrape scar tissue away. Um, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, they they wouldn't let me take a selfie though, which was kind of sad. But mm. uh, damn. Perfect. I am just so enamored with this story. It's crazy. I've, this is the first time I'm hearing it in full. <laughs> so then. <laughs> Obviously, like, I know that it had a huge impact on your pole dancing. Like, it really set you back, right? Yes. Yeah. So much. Yes. So much. And then you just, you just were like, fuck it, and just trained and worked around it and wound up winning championships. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how was that whole experience? Like, how did you train around that? Uh, it was, so, um, I ended up, I've had five surgeries on it in total, um, and the other surgeries were all additional surgeries to take out scar tissue, um, definitely the biggest one, they actually went through the entire palm of my hand and all of the finger, and, uh, removed all the scar tissue, um, inside of my hand, uh, but they also, um, they had a great idea of like stitching these two tendons together, thinking that my ring finger could strengthen my middle finger, oh. but really my middle finger weakened my ring finger. Oh no! Um, so then I ended up losing use of uh, my ring finger and my pinky finger as well. Um, so all I really had was my pointer finger and my thumb. When they stitched those tendons together, I actually I was trying to do a shoulder mount at one point, like months afterwards, and I snapped the stitch and I ruptured both of the tendons. Um, which set me back even further. Oh no! Because uh, that that alone took about seven months to heal. So in the meantime, I was trying to do pole because I love pole and I want to do. It. I was trying to do circus because I love circus and I want to do it. Uh, but it meant I had to figure out how to do moves without the use of my right hand in any way whatsoever. So I was, yeah, like I would climb the pole with my left hand and my right elbow and I have all these weird techniques of like, yeah, instead of holding on to the pole with my hand, I would hold on with my elbow. So my left arm became very strong because mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, and, and this is of course over many, many years and like after the surgeries, I would be training with my elbow and my left hand. Then before the surgeries, I would be training with my elbow and my left hand. Like there was never really any stage where the right hand could hold any weight or could support me at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was really, really tough. And um, I ended up competing a 
number of years ago in championship level five I think I got third place that year um, and nice. that routine was entirely left-handed with an elbow so it was kind of weird <laughs> that's awesome though damn yeah and then your winning routine um I mean I just I wasn't even paying attention to what hand you were using when you were doing it it was just so freaking awesome um <laughs> Was that also left hand and elbow as well? Uh, no, that one. So I was able to, I'll say in quotation marks, I was able to use my right hand. Oh. Um, as of about November of 2018. So mm. that competition was pretty much November of 2019. So it was a year of me like being able to use my right hand which I would never say even to this day I cannot actually hold myself up with my right hand and so again it means a lot of modifying moves and uh making sure that if it's supporting my weight that it's my left hand uh, if it's a one-handed uh trick that it's my left hand so I become very left hand dominant so, I mean, the, the routine that I won with, um, I, I used my right hand, but um, mm -hmm. I don't use it that much. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story in full. I just, I just <laughs> wish you could see my face. I'm just like jaw dropped. Like what? Um, <laughs> huh. So, okay. So I think with pole injuries, we've covered... I mean, just between the two of us, some pretty good areas of, uh, well, breaking muscles and <laughs> bones. Mm -hmm. And then we've got hitting your head. And then we've got cutting yourself open. Uh, mm -hmm. Another big one that I've experienced has been pulling your hamstring. And this one's a super common one. I know I pulled my hamstring when I was trying to do splits one time and like I went into the splits and I could feel my entire hamstring shift over and then it bounced back. It was a really weird feeling. Of course, while I was sitting there, I was like, nothing hurts. That feels weird. So I just kept doing things. And then the next day I was like, I felt like someone pulled my butt. It was real intense. And that, like, and I had just gotten my splits, too. And so, like, that totally <laughs> sent me back. But then it doesn't end there because I was also prepping for that same November PSO competition where uh -huh. I was doing a practice run of that routine uh, for our studio. Uh -huh. And during the practice run, I re-pulled it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I re-pulled it doing a move I had done hundreds of times before. Classic. Oh, boy. Yeah, and I just remember it was so painful. And then I still had to do the performance practice run, so I couldn't drop out right there. So I sat in the little room upstairs, and someone was kind enough to give me a foam roller, and I just foam rollered the shit out of my leg for 40 minutes straight. And oh then gosh. I did the performance. It was fine. Oh and then I had to get to physio, it took a couple days off, and it was like, okay, in three weeks I'm competing. We gotta fix this hamstring. Oh my gosh. Of course, it took me, oh god, like, I only just got my splits back from that not too long ago. So, like, honestly, when it, big lesson, I think, when it comes to a lot of injuries, it's like, don't push yourself right away. No, 
when you get them. We always want to. We want to. I know. You like honestly, <laughs> it's so bad for your body. Like, are there any other major injuries that you've had that you'd like to share? <laughs> um, let me think. I didn't have a good thought, but it was kind of because I brought another. Uh, I was just a. It wasn't. It's not really pole related. It's just backflip related. But... Okay, that could be a pole thing. I was just working on tricks for pole and thought it'd be cool to be able to do a standing backflip and misfired and landed square on my tailbone on the corner of a cement Yikes. post. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, that's also a thing that could happen with pole is smashing your tailbone if you were to fall butt first instead of head first. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, I think I would rather fall butt first than head first. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because concussions will really mess you up. They will. <laughs> and sometimes they, like, they sneak up on you and they can take forever to recover from. I uh, know. And then you don't think that it's that bad because you're like, oh, <laughs> I just kind of bonked my head. This is fine. And then you're like, why can't I look at lights? Yeah. Like, and you're like, why am I so tired all the time? Why, why can't I do this one thing I used to be always able to do? <laughs> why am I so dizzy everywhere I go? Right? Um, okay, so when it comes to pole, what are some key safety takeaways from all of these? I mean, number one, have a spotter. Unless have a spotter. you're Laura, they're more like the person who's going to take you to the hospital after. <laughs> Designated safety warden. Um, Yeah, okay. Have a spotter. Spotting is so important. Will help decrease the amount of injuries that you might get when you pole dance. Oh my gosh. Especially if you're trying something... You know, like, everyone's always says, oh, don't try things that you see online. Everyone's going to try things that you see online. So yeah. if you do try things you see online, do it smart. Have your designated safety warden nearby. Mm-hmm. Let them know what you're trying to do, where your body's going to go, what's going to happen. I always, I mean, every time I try new moves, I always like to try and assess the risks, which are often, if I don't put my leg here, I will fall and die. Um <laughs> Which I also explain when I'm teaching classes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the other really handy thing to have when you're practicing moves that you've never done before, have a crash mat. Have a crash mat. Have a friend that can lie underneath you on the ground and soften the blow between you falling and the concrete. Oh, yeah, that's also a really good idea. <laughs> Yeah, like, really, those are the main takeaways. And, like, all, honestly, the last one is just don't be an idiot like Laura and I yeah. and, you know, yeah. try things and be don't like... do what I do. Yeah, exact. Don't do what I did. <laughs> I feel like ever since my injury or my concussion, I've been a much, much safer polar, and I'm always like, okay, I'm going to try this new move. Okay, I, I don't want to try it unless I have someone holding me up. No. I used to be very much like, fuck it, we're just going to try it. And if I fall, I fall. Absolutely. Yeah, it didn't didn't really work out for me that one time when you're high up the pole. (laughs) Yes, after my biggest concussion for probably, well, I mean, once I was able to walk again and leave a room that had all the lights turned off, Mm -hmm. um, once I was up and moving, every time I pulled, I kid you not, I wore literal roller skating knee pads. 
boots, like with the hard plastic shell and a bicycle helmet for polling. That's like, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Months. (laughs) I did not trust myself. Yeah. You can never be too safe. Now, I hope for some of our baby pollers out there, we're not scaring you about poll and what could happen. I mean, both Laura and I are very experienced. We were just, we were just dumb. And it's just, these are things that can happen. They're very real possibilities of what could happen to you if you pull, but it's a risk that you are taking. But as long as you're safe and you have your, what was it, designated safety warden and a crash mat, um, really, you, you should be fine. Uh, and also, don't try anything too high up the pole if you don't know what you're doing. Like, no, I feel like, low, yeah. walk through it, figure everything out before you take height in it. Even do floor pole, like, just on the floor to figure out yeah. where your legs are going Always. first. Yeah. Always. I've learned, you know, because since my motto is, if you ain't crying, you ain't trying, which no one should have as their motto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been told this new motto that I'm slowly working towards, and it's um, to train for, what was it, to train for longevity, and so, which means, yeah, to train safely, to take into consideration that you only have one body, one skin suit. (laughs) I love that don't destroy it (laughs) i love that i love that train for longevity that is so much better and uh i'm also sort of changed up my motto as well i'm really trying to live by progress not perfection yes that's an amazing motto i love that one too yeah yeah all right i think we're ready to play a little game i'm gonna get every answer wrong yes i'm ready Okay, we're going to play the uh, game Guess That Pole Move. So I'll send it to you. I'm going to mute myself so you can't hear me so that our audience can look up what the move looks like. And then I will get back in touch with you and we will get guessing. Okay, guys. So the move that I'm going to be sending Laura is called an organ keeper. If you want to take a look at what this looks like, look up on Instagram, hashtag PD organ keeper. That's hashtag PD organ keeper. And you'll be able to see what this little trick looks like. So I sent you a little photo. It's actually me doing this trick. Um, it, is. it is. I'm a little zombie. thought that would I be recognize a that. Suit. little suit. Um, so can you describe what this pose looks like yeah i will describe this move all right picture this if you will audience the beautiful fairy is inverted on the pole she is upside down her inside leg is straight up the pole with her foot slightly sickled and hugging the pole with her i will say that is the arch of your foot her body is pretty parallel to the pole with her outside arm twist so it's behind her back holding onto the pole thumb up her inside arm is reaching behind her uh and holding onto her outside leg hmm. this is like the Sorry. most descriptive thing ever last person i talked to was like what you just gave like a <laughs> picasso version of what this picture looks like that damn 
So most poll moves have really weird names. So what what do you think this is called? Oh my god, you're right. You chose on that. I have no idea what it's called. Oh, oh boy. Um, okay, well. Uh, if you could so give it a name, what would you give it? <laughs> yeah, let's see. If I were to make up a name for this move. Um, well, you know, okay, because it's kind of interesting. Because uh, like, the, the grip, the behind the back grip is very um, reminiscent of a dragon's tail grip. Oh, yeah. It's one of, my, one of my favorite moves, too. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite moves. So it has the dragon's tail kind of grip, but I don't know if this would be a dragon's tail variation because the the other arm isn't reaching down. Although it could kind of be a dragon's tail variation, but let me think of a cool name for it. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. Uh, oh, goodness, uh, because yeah. it's kind of like a, an inverted eagle but with a dragon tail. Do you want me to give you a little hint here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so actually the fact that I'm dressed up as a zombie is really appropriate for this move name. Oh. Yeah. Corpse dragon. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Beach sack? Am I getting it right? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess corpse is along the right line. What's inside what a body? Heart? What's inside your body? Heart? Lungs? All of them. Blood? No, all of them. Your blood, your what heart, your... Yeah, okay, we're on the right track. You're halfway there. Really? Oh. Yeah. But I don't know if you're... Uh, bleeding Heart was my guess for a second there. I thought that'd be a pretty cool name for this move. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be a, that'd be a pretty cool move. Do you want to know what it is? Organ, organ donor? Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> the opposite of donor. Organ taker. Oh, organ you're receiver. so close. It's driving me nuts. Are you serious? What? Yes. Organ, uh, uh, organ receiver? Uh. No, not a receiver. The opposite. That rhymes with receiver. Really? Yes. Organ... Deceiver? That's no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're so close. I just want to tell you. Organ. Organ. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, I wish you just sit here all night and keep saying more ridiculous words. <laughs> or you can stop me at any time. Okay, I'm going to stop you. What it's called is an organ keeper. Really? Yeah, it's an organ keeper. So, uh, you were close. Organ donor. It's the opposite. <laughs> Ogre, organ yeah. keeper. Um, I don't know where they got that from, but I really liked your idea of calling it like a dragon corpse or whatever. Or bleeding dragon yeah, dragon corpse dragon. I, I might have to steal that. That might be... Yeah, guys, maybe we can rename this move to PD corpse dragon. Australian, yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, organ keeper, interesting. I mean, if, I guess your backhand is kind of hugging your organs close to the pole. And then, I guess. Uh, like I said, these pole moves have no, no, like, rhyme or reason why they're named the way they're named. They really don't. No. No. They don't. no. Awesome. Sense. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Would you like to tell our lovely audience where they can find you on the internet? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram, on the Instagrizzle, Ooh. as um, uh, uh, Draculaura Mayhem, um, which is like Dracula, but then the la of Dracula turns into Laura. Uh, mayhem <laughs> smart <laughs> very clever thank you uh yeah dracula and mayhem you can find me on uh instagrizzle i think i have like a facebook page or something i'm sure maybe somewhere um yeah check out uh check out the flippy flips i'm working on and the tricky tricks i'm working on and uh hopefully you don't see that many posts of terrible injuries actually i don't post my terrible injuries <laughs> i don't think i do I haven't seen any of them, so I think you're good. I try and pretend that uh, that my body is impermeable to injuries. Um, yeah, but then you'll <laughs> see me like pulling with a cast on. Like, oh, what this? That's nothing. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um, yeah, so I will definitely post your Instagram handle on the show notes. So if you have trouble spelling anything, guys, you'll be able to find it. Check out her stuff. She's so cool. And uh, <laughs> thanks again, Laura. And tell us again, what are you? I'm a pole dancer. Heck yes, you are. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs>